Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Dreamer Succeed podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing you to Michael Kirsten. Michael is a highly sought after expert in content marketing with a very unique approach to putting his clients at the top of the leaderboards in their respective industries. As the owner and founder of Human Marketing, Michael has taken his long illustrious career as a marketing executive and his experience in leading international teams, running successful lead generation campaigns, multinational research projects, which as you can imagine, brings a very unique perspective to everyone he works with. So please help me welcome Michael. Thank you very much. I'm going to take that introduction and use it from now on for, with everybody. Thank there you. you. Go. There you go. No, Michael. <laughs> so, so happy and honored that you, that you're able to share this time today. I know that you're being pulled in a million different directions. So I am extremely grateful that you have come to bless our audience. Um, Michael is coming to us all the way from Germany. How are things? How are things as far as getting back to normal? In well, Germany we, is concerned. We, we are getting there. I think uh, we are we are right now in lockdown for seven and a half months. What takes a toll on any human, you can imagine. Wow. Um, I mean, I, I'm not talking about, about the business or economic side, but also on the about the emotional side. So, mm-hmm. uh, luckily for us, they just announced today that from Saturday um, they're going to open up um, outdoor dining shops again, so people can uh, go back to normal life. Wow. at least step by step and uh, I think for everyone uh, well this is this is a thing I think it was the first time in our lifetime with where one oh, thing yeah. hit the globe yeah everywhere right there yeah. was no such, such a thing like well it was this country like a disaster or something or this continent everyone was affected by it so yeah. same for us here um, but um, there is um, the bright side is looking Yes. Yes. Thank God. Thank God. I love it. I love it. So Michael, I've had the benefit of, of a great conversation with you. I think from the first time that, that Michael and I connected, thanking Dina for the wonderful introduction, uh, just fell in love with your heart for service, the passion that you have for really showing up for your clients. So I know your story, but can you tell us, uh, share a little bit of your nutshell with our audience, please? Well, I, I try to to keep it short or uh, <laughs> struggle this. I'm basically I'm, look. I'm 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 East German. I was born in East Germany and in, uh, in a communist country. Um, my parents came to West Germany when I was 13, uh, before the Berlin Wall came down, and this was an event that actually um, shaped my entire life because um, um freedom and and um. The, the, the power of choice became um, a very important topic for me based on the experience. So um, when I um, then I navigated myself through university with a lot of ups and downs. My I think my teachers and my parents would say more downs than ups. But anyway, <laughs> finished that one. And I ended up uh, with uh, 26 working for a big uh, U.S. corporation by the time of, uh, as a student. And then they uh, they offered me um, a full time contract. Um, and I've, I'm, I'm a political scientist, so um, I, I, I gladly accepted. And uh, six months later, my boss came to me and said, like. I need someone to um to build our German marketing department. Would you up for it? And I'm like, never done that. He said, Well, then you have to learn it. <laughs> so um, I did that for three years. Apparently, I, I did uh, more things wrong than uh, more things right than wrong. Mm-hmm. I did definitely a lot of things wrong yeah. in the beginning. 
And then they asked me to do uh, the same thing for Europe. So I moved to Switzerland with my family by the time, um, did that for three years in the middle of the global financial crisis. So I had different wow. plans when I arrived there and then shortly later, like for everyone across the world, it was just like, what the, yeah. how, do, wow. how, do, how are we gonna deal with that? I did that for three years, it was a lot of fun, but um, my family wanted to move back. Um, so I, I went I went to Detroit and said to my boss who offered me a promotion, I said like, I'm not gonna take it. Um, my family wants to move back. Um, I flew back and thought like, that was a big mistake. <laughs> that wow. was a big mistake, but turned out it wasn't. Um, so in, in 2000 and um, that was 2011 and that was the time when content marketing came up. Um, there's a guy in Cleveland, Joe Pulitzi, who wears a lot of orange. Oh. And um, <laughs> We, 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 uh, our company said, um, okay, we are in 24 countries, we are a big, large player, we have to jump on that. So would you like to build up that department? Um, and I was like, yeah, sure, why not? I, I had some experience and I was building things and uh, did that for, for a while. And then how things go when uh, uh, you think everything comes together, something crashes down. So I, I separated from my ex-wife, well, oh, now ex-wife by the time. Yeah. But, and, um, and then I, I had a year of like figuring things out for, for myself. And then I decided the right thing to do was to move to Australia, um, not understanding how hard it was <laughs> from Germany. For you. So I spent two years there. Um, it, was, it was great fun. I enjoyed the time. Um, I had, had a lot of fun at work as well, but I figured out that I have a 17-year-old daughter now. And I mm -hmm. figured out by the time, if I want to spend a bit more time with her, well, this is a big, big priority in my life. I have to move back. Moved back five years ago, settled in, um, and then um, after nearly 20 years in the company, uh, there, I just had a feeling for a couple of years before, and I'm sure pretty of you, pretty uh, some people, some people will um, will connect with that. After such a long period of time, you're getting to a point where you're just like, nah, nah, yeah. no, right? It was wow. not really fun anymore. It wasn't exciting anymore, and. Um, so I, I left the company by 2019, end of 2019, and had all these great plans about travel and um, doing coachings and have some time on my on my own. And well, and then in March 2020, some pandemic decided, you know, what screw your we screw your travel plans. Yeah, you got yeah. And then I then I had a little bit of identity crisis, to be honest, um, because I didn't know what to do, and um, I fell in a, in a in a big black hole for a couple of months. Wow. And um, it was just like I was. I'm German. We are mostly like we want the stability of a of a, of a full time gig. You know, it's mm -hmm. um, never occurred to me to um, to run my own thing. And then by the end of or by by fall last year, I connected with a couple of friends I had uh, who are business owners, and they are all. To be honest, I hope I can be frank. They kicked my ass. Yeah, <laughs> so and would be like, you know, what you had right now six months of, of of running around and being sorry for yourself. Right. Get up. Good. And then, then everything developed quickly. I, I, um, I looked at what, what my expertise is. I looked what I'm passionate about, humanity, human interaction, mm -hmm. kindness, mm -hmm. and tried to, to bring that together. And that's when I uh, decided to uh, found human marketing. And now I'm sitting here and talking to you about it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you, Michael, for sharing that. And again, uh, all the vulnerability that comes with that, the realization. But you know that, that especially when, when maybe entrepreneurship was already in the back of your mind as something much more exciting, much more fulfilling so that you could call the shots, but that transition into entrepreneurship, whether it's, whether it's by choice or by, by indirect choice really can, can mess with you. And it sounds like you had some really good people in your tribe that were not willing 
to let you feel sorry for yourself. So yeah, I think that's one of the things that I've learned. I, I think you know that um, is if you if you do that, um, you you are um, you are only as good as the people who are around you. Right. And um, especially in the and. and I, I have good friends who have been with me when I was really suffering, but they were also the first ones who were on the on the sidelines cheering me up when I had my right. first success, right? Uh, but they give you sound advice, and everyone who is thinking about running their own business, I do, the best tip I can give them is talk to talk to people who've been there before. And they are honest, they are open, they are kind, at least the people that I experienced. Mm -hmm. And they're gonna they're gonna help you through, they're gonna give you great advice. So yeah. before you think about it, don't don't mm -hmm. isolate yourself. Um, seek out for advice and help. I love that. I love that, Michael. And thank you for for mentioning that. So let's let's get right into it. Why and you and I had a great conversation about your your passion, your priorities with with your family, particularly with your daughter, your priorities for for just making things different for humanity as a whole. So why human marketing? Well, I mean, marketing is pretty clear based on my background, so I didn't have a lot of struggle to come up with that. Um, but um, I mean, it's, it's, it's a process for me. I mean, I, I think I described it a little bit my whole life as a little bit of up and down. So I've experienced every every feeling, or not or most of every feeling a, a human can can experience. And uh, as a German man, my my first attitude for quite a while was like, I don't need help. I don't need to talk about it. I'm gonna figure it out on my own. So. Um, well, it didn't work out that well. And um, so I got more and more interested in, into self-development and in, in, in speaking openly to other people. And, and I figured out as more human you are, as more open, as more vulnerable, that's opening doors because you're inviting other people to do the same. And you know what? People, people want to do that because they are humans. So I always had this a little bit in my mind and also you know, marketers have a very special um, reputation, like um, we're going to sell everything as long as we can sell it. Um, and then also we developed over the years, I think it kind of speak towards, um, we call our, our clients prospects and cold leads and warm leads and whatever. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, humans, they are buying from yeah. us. <laughs> Oh, just like that, something is, is not right. And then the whole thing last year came and everyone just was shot by it and was influenced by it. And you saw the suffering and you, some people isolated. And then there was more conversations I had about it. So I understood that we marketers, we have to change the way how we speak to people. Mm -hmm. We have to change the way how we do business. We have to be more human. We have to be also more focused on how we help people not not our first intention can't be how i can sell the product abc or the service d to them um, develop a nice brochure and uh, a, a 30 percent discount um, uh, at the beginning and then um then we we look at our funnels and our kpis and let's go mm -hmm. um that's not how how we connect with people anymore we you need to be um you need to talk to their emotions you need to understand their problems you need to speak to them and the first interaction is not about you or your product, about them and how you can help them. Right. Right. And then, was, to be honest, the hard it sometimes goes. I, I wrote one of my first LinkedIn posts about the need for your humanity in marketing, and it resonated with people. And then I was sitting here one evening saying, you know what? Human marketing, that's it. So that's the whole story. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. So, so Michael, would you say, because you've been doing this for such a long time, I feel like you would be you would be able to, to answer this. Now, have you noticed a change in, in, in the 
content marketing space. Let's talk about that specifically, not just marketing as a whole, because I know that your specialty is in is in content marketing and in speaking to to the human and the person on the other end, what what I can do for you instead of what you can do for me by buying my product. Do you think that there has been a shift in the language as it relates to conversations prior to the pandemic than what what you're telling your clients today? Yes. And I, for me, the masterpiece example is, I, I think we talked about it. I, I came back to LinkedIn, who is a business portal. I mean, I left, I mean, I, I never left it. I was a member, but I mm-hmm. used it a lot over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. It was basically a tool for marketers, um, either for recruiters to find people or for marketers to, to, to jam out uh, their corporate blog or, I don't know, an ebook that was written in a way that um, uh, everyone in the company would agree with it, but it's not possible when you want mm-hmm. to speak. Right. To people, right? Right. And I came back uh, in January and I was just, Gobsmacked. That was it struck me how how openly people talked about um, their their journey, um, how their how the posts were really like people really talk, mm-hmm. and um, and how effective it was. And when when we start when we started our content marketing journey was within the big corporation like ten years ago. It was um, obviously the idea was to help other people, but the way how we spoke to them was very still in acronyms. How we spoke in internal meetings, um, how we how the company um, language was perceived to be the right one, mm-hmm. and um, it was not so much focused on how people really talk with each other. Um, and um, obviously, every every human being has their own way of talking, has their own personality, and some are more outgoing than others. That's totally clear. But mm-hmm. I think there is a certain way that it resonates with people, and that is when you speak to them in a way they understand, and in a way that you touch their hearts and minds, and not in a way that sounds quite technical and involves a, like um, I don't know ten pages of full pack text mm-hmm. with a couple of graphs and. Um, and then at the end of the day was a was a button where you say visit our website for more. So right, right. <laughs> um, so that's people are like, you know what? Because everyone does that. Everyone did that. So the question is how you separate yourself from the big pack. Let's say that's out there and still doing that. I think a lot of people still do that. Right. And 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 talk to people in a way that uh, that they want to be uh, talked to. And um, that's I think that shift is happening. And it's happening more and more. And I, I know I know a couple of content marketers that I know for 10 years, and they were really also very more or less technical before and also very business-like. And they they have uh, done this shift quite impressively over the last one year. When I saw some of their stuff, I was like, I don't recognize this person. That's amazing. Wow, that's amazing. So yeah. more, more of a call into vulnerability, you would say? Yeah. And I, I think it starts with the fact that there are little things. Um, uh, that I think that resonates with people. And, and I think one of the things what companies need to understand is that it's also okay to tell your customers that, that you are not perfect. I, it, it's always fascinates me when, I, when, I, when, when a company or a business, um, let's say, is failing. And the last thing they think about is just to admit it, <laughs> to say like, we fail. We, we, yeah. we, are, we are a business run by humans, human fail. Um, I, we apologize. Um, let's we 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 want to make it better, and then so, and and I think that that's that's really important. I mean, I mean I'm a big Bernie Brown fan. I mean, mm-hmm. it's um when when I saw her uh, TED talk the first yeah. time, it opened my my mind to yeah. a totally different world. Yeah. yeah, and I read all her books, and and I think she's right. I think vulnerability is if if we if we are not vulnerable, um and and then 
just blending all this stuff out because we think if we if we avoid the, the, the negative stuff in our life and our fears and anxieties, we can do that, but that's also gonna, gonna um, uh, get us to a point where we will not find other places like joy, like success, mm -hmm. like happiness, like yeah. human sharing, like those kind of things as well. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. And I and I think it it's it's really that invitation also into into authenticity. And listen, we get to be real. And and that creates much more of a connection. So I, I just love that you said that. So let me ask you, Michael, what do you think are and I know you do you do a lot of work with with organizations. What do you think are two or three things that organizations are not doing right now, but they really need to be doing when it comes to content marketing? I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a German, right? We love a plan. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm a big fan of having a strategy, a plan. Mm -hmm. um, and I think still a lot of companies don't have that. They do pieces of content marketing, right? They're, most of the companies do it right now. They have a blog or they have, they have they put out some content, but I think they don't have a really defined strategy where they also think about, okay, what is really, what is our value that we give to the market or to the world? And what are the people who need it? And how we can, how can we help them with that? Uh, and how do we carve our content around them? Not about what we would like to see about us, but what do they really need? And what, on what kind of channels are they actually, right? right? And I, it's, I see a lot of companies also trying to be everywhere at the same time. And I think if you speak to everybody, you speak to nobody. Oh, yes. So, um, so find, find, find your audience. And when you found them, then go to the place where they are and, but be there every day. Mm -hmm. um, so, so, so having a clear strategy, I think is still something companies are struggle with. Then there is this whole thing about, and, and I think that's especially in big corporations that are so driven by, um, months by months PLs by um, shareholder value meetings by um, we have to make our numbers um, there is um, there is a, a tendency to jump from one thing to the next mm -hmm. if something doesn't work quickly enough and I think if you invest in content marketing and, and you, if you invest in really building an audience for yourself that's not something you do in five five weeks or right. in, in two months Right. That's a long game. That's a marathon. Mm -hmm. And I've seen a lot of companies trying it out and they we don't try it out. And then they say, well, it doesn't really work. We try something else and let's invest in fancy technology. And then, yeah, and, and then they, they jump around and, um, wow. and, and they're, they're going to one place and they're staying there for a while and then they're leaving the place again. So maybe the first, even the first followers or the first people they spoke to, they're like, where are they? Oh, <laughs> where are they wow. Right? Um, so you need to have um, strategy. I think you need to have consistency. You have to you have to pick a place. You have to talk to your audience, and you have to show that up there every day to deliver, right? And not only deliver and throwing a piece of content in them uh, to them, and then leave and say like, "Have good luck, have fun yeah. with it." Yeah. Uh, you have to talk to them, right? I mean, if 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 they if, engage in a conversation, I mean, on of these platforms like LinkedIn. Comment on on uh, comment on on their stuff. Uh, try to contribute, inspire conversation with them. Go on a call after with them. So so that takes time. It takes effort, but I think it it, it can create a huge value. And then the other thing is still what we have to talk is is, is language. Is also also companies have to overcome the fear of talking like normal people, like normal humans. There's always still this this perception around that um, well we are a company we have to talk differently we have to we have to be different right we can't go and and, and, and 
uh, do like a, a normal lunch break conversation mm -hmm. with our clients because we have to have to talk in certain sentences and have right. to tell them how they're gonna win because mm -hmm. they to buy from us that's that's i think that's not what's going to work anymore in the future so these wow. these three things i think it's a strategy consistency and um conversation right talking, yeah that's beautiful listening to stuff yeah. that's amazing that's amazing michael and i and i can see it especially as you're describing it because it, it really is you know somebody might be doing two of those steps correctly and i think one of the things that you said about the consistency is you know, there's, there's this rush to, is it working, you know, but part of the plan, and I know that, that you work on this part of the plan is, is letting it season enough so that you can determine if it works two or three months, sometimes even six months might not be long enough. They're sort of, sort of throwing spaghetti at the wall everywhere and, and nothing is sticking. And it's just that they're not doing it long enough. So I love that. I love, love, love that. Thank you for that, Michael. And I so, yeah. Well, I, I think, sorry, I think what also what um, that that's a, a totally different topic for big corporations. But when you mm -hmm. when you talk to uh, solopreneurs or even just to people who try to personal their, to try their uh, put out their personal brand, there is a there is a kind of anxiety and fear at the beginning to go out there, right? Mm -hmm. You put yourself out there into the market, so the, the normal human instincts can kick in. What if what I'm saying is not interesting to people? What if I get criticized? Um, what if no one likes my post? Because we, we create these kind of perception about ourselves that this, this, is, this is telling something about our value if let's say a post bombs or if mm -hmm. an email campaign doesn't really work, right? Um, so, so you put that already out, you put yourself already out there despite the fear. So when they're not immediate results kicking in, then you're getting more doubtful and more doubtful. And I think that's where a lot of people quit mm -hmm. um, because they think it's too hard. And I have seen it over and over again that, that people jumped on and jumped off. But I also have seen it um, that a, a lot of companies and people as solopreneurs that, that I know, they, they have done it consistently over months and months and then years and years. And their results are amazing. Yeah, There is a long-term long success that's going to wait for you if, if you stay consistently uh, on your strategy and talk the way um, your audience wants to be talked to. Yeah. Yeah. And Michael, how do you, how do you get a client to make that shift into, into having the patience and understanding that the consistency, the work is, is there, but to sort of like convince them to stick around long enough to this audience so that they can see things come to fruition. Is there, is there a strategy for that? Is it just trust? How does that how does that work? It's um, I mean, obviously there are there are just certain things you can do when you work with your clients, right? Your client also need to be ready in a way. And I always tell it to my clients at the beginning. That's not something I'm telling that I mean. I always tell them at the beginning, when you work with me, um, it also requires a certain kind of commitment from your end. Because otherwise it doesn't make sense that we work together if because you you can you can you're gonna um you're going to waste your money on me then. And, and I don't want them to waste their money. Um, yeah. They should invest it somewhere else and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But if they really want to uh, be successful, I think they have to commit uh, to, to certain things. And uh, I, even I think I, I've seen that with one of my last clients, by that honesty, because there was a project I, I, um, I pitched for and there was a com competition in there. And I said to them like, 
they, they were they were cheaper than than I was. And I said, look, if, if you if you want to go for the price, go for the price. That's totally okay. I don't know. I'm not would not be mad at you, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's but what's most important for your business, and that's the decision you have to make. Not I can't make that for you. I can just show you what kind of value I could bring on the table when we work mm -hmm. together. And I think by dishonesty already at the beginning, yes. you, you create a kind of of trust of intimacy mm -hmm. uh, in the conversation that you the people listen a little bit more to you. And then to be honest, you also have to be the showcase for yourself, yeah. right? I mean, you can't tell to people you have to do that. And then, for example, I, I, I talk to companies about LinkedIn and what I do there and what you have to do and what I think, what, what, what not what you have to do, but what I think what, what worked for me and what worked for us. Um, but you can't go there and, 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 and talk to them about it. And then they go on your LinkedIn profile and you have five followers and the, your last post had like two likes and one of them included your mom. Right, um, right. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's, not how, that's not how it's, go, how it's yeah. going to work. So yeah. it's, it's that. It's really, it's, it's honesty. It's, it's uh, building trust at the beginning, but it's also um, showcasing what, what can work. Yeah, yeah. And that's so important because I think a lot of people are, sort of a do as I say, not as I do people. And, and what I love, Michael, is that I know that you're working with major corporations and helping them navigate and really dominate that LinkedIn space for themselves, which I love because I think there's, there's, I think people are catching on if they didn't already that LinkedIn is the social media platform to be on in order to grow their, their companies. So I love that you've come in and from that content marketing perspective, you're helping these teams just, you know, set them, set things on fire for them as far as exponential growth on LinkedIn. And, and I think that's, that's the other point, what you can see right now that there are these, there are these funny memes around at the moment or a couple of weeks ago where they showed the follower base from Microsoft or the follower base from, uh, from Tesla and then the follower base from Bill Gates and from Elon Musk. Um, and they're like, that's like this, right? Wow. Uh, because, and then that's what I tell companies as well. Of course, you can talk about what's the company strategy, what kind of mm -hmm. content you put out there. But there, there is a reason that these things called social media, because it's about social interactions and exactly. people want to talk to people. They, they don't, of course, they want maybe to see the nice Coca-Cola spot around Christmas or some right. other stuff. <laughs> but in your day by day, actually, you prefer to, to, to talk to, to a human. And yeah. who are the humans and companies? They're employees. Yeah. So for me, it's more about talking to companies, okay, how we can, how we can train your employees, how we can help them to be more active and to be more helpful to your clients, because that's at the end of the day going to benefit your brand much yeah. more than I don't know, a nice employer branding video that you put on your company page and three people click on it. Right, right. No, that's, that's it. It's, it's, and, and you said it, you know, when you were talking about strategy and consistency, that conversation really is what ties everything together in a, in a nice little bow and what really builds the relationships because it's all about building the relationships, right? Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's, it's, I, I talked to someone a, a few weeks ago about, uh, and he asked me, so, so how should I approach people on LinkedIn? Because it's, that's the other thing with the pandemic last year. I mean, there, were not, there was no chance to go to an event and shut some people up for, for and to have a coffee and, and then right. to just talk. So everything happened online. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I said to him, like, look, just because it's behind a screen and you can't interact immediately with the person and can look them in the eye, it doesn't mean you can talk to them in a different way. You have still exactly. to talk to them like a human. You have to write like a human. So you just can't, can't, I mean, would you go up to a stranger on the street and yell at them like, I'm great by my product? I mean, I, I, would, I would call the police if someone does that yeah. to me. 
So you introduce yourself, you ask, how are you? You make a conversation about, I don't know, whatever, but it's not about yourself at the beginning. You just mm-hmm. try to build trust. Right. And right. I think that's also the same for, for, for how, you, how you are on social media. So even those little things, I, I talk to my clients my, uh, and those companies about to tell those people, that's, 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 the, that's the first start. And if you don't get this one right, you're out. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I love the way that you just said that, because that's a, a perfect example that everyone can can understand. You know, you're coming up to a stranger on the street and you're just trying to sell them the product. And we see that even on LinkedIn, maybe maybe less now. But but I love the way that you put it, because that that really can click. like as soon as you said it, it really clicked with me. And I'm very relationship. I don't even people sometimes will have two or three interactions and they still don't know what I do because I'm really there to learn about them. But when you said that, I just, I just felt it in my bones. Like that makes so much sense. <laughs> that's, that's how everyone feels who gets a direct email or a cold call from someone he doesn't know and where it's immediately about their products. And that's happens to me, happens to a lot of other people that you're getting in an inbox, you're getting a direct mail from someone who is saying, hello, sir. And then you're immediately getting like, yeah, I attach you grocery. And I'm like, I don't even know you. Yeah, right? I know, I know. And, <laughs> And this is, this is funny stuff. I mean, I had this, as I said, I didn't work last year. And it was very clear from my profile, but that I didn't work at my last company. Yeah. And I still have like every week, at least two or three emails from companies who try to so, sell, I don't know, um, an applicant tracking system Any, yeah. or some yeah. social media. Yeah, like, well, maybe you and your company. And I'm like, look, if you at least go to my profile and have a look. <laughs> at least well, see what I'm about. Yes. Yeah. I, so, I, I, that's, that's all I'm asking. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I put a post a couple of weeks ago on LinkedIn. I just said, listen, if your first contact with me is as long as the book of Genesis in the Bible, I am yeah. not your client. Trust me, <laughs> I am yeah. not your client. But but it, it's I, I just I just love it. But I love that you're breathing life into that space. So, Michael, let's shift gears for a minute. If I looked you up in the dictionary, what would it say? failing and standing up and um uh, a huge fan of change Mm, beautiful beautiful i love that i love that so michael what's your holy shit factor like like that that that's something that makes you so unique that when people hear it they're like oh holy shit that's so michael um that has changed i i don't know if i (laughs) um I to I got very very open about myself over the last two years, um, and to a play to, to a point where um, even my friends um, and uh, 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 some of some of the people I'm some of my connections on LinkedIn, uh, some of them or most of them I consider friends. I think you are really posting very personal stuff, and I mean everyone has their own way of communicating, mm-hmm. and it's all fine. You have to find who you are. That's mm-hmm. who I am. Mm-hmm. So I'm very, I'm sharing very, very openly, especially also my, 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 uh, my downs and my failures. And uh, sometimes I have, I have a, some of my best friends, they are English people, uh, Scottish people. Mm-hmm. And they are, especially, especially men, they are not so used to, let's say, speak openly about yeah. <laughs> self and about your emotions. And yes. I remember two years ago, I was sitting around and I, 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 I wasn't in the, in the process of leaving the company. I felt really down. I talked about some of the stuff and one of my mates looked up and looked at me with this horror in my eyes. And he said, dude, I'm Scottish. 
we don't have feelings and we don't talk about it okay so oh. it, was a, it was kind of a joke <laughs> yeah I said that's yeah. what I've experienced and because I, I I I enjoy it so much because it triggers so many great conversations I'm, I'm yeah. very comfortable in my own skin and I, I realize a lot of people talk sometimes to me it's like well, wow you're you're really open about that yeah shit beautiful beautiful I love it I love it and listen that's the best way we can serve I think that always comes from a place of generosity that we can yeah. really be willing to be vulnerable because we don't know how that's going to help the person on the other side. So I love that. Michael, what's your big dream? I, uh, my daughter asked me that a year ago. I, yeah. I know I, I always, I always envy people who had this big illusion about it, not illusion, but this big dream about life. And, 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 and I, I, I admire that so much because I, I never had it really. Um, I, I, took life always as a like when an opportunity pops up just give it a shot um and and see how it goes um and and i i wouldn't right now i'm not at a state where i'm saying i i, I have a dream or something but i have a vision about how the future would be great for me mm-hmm. obviously uh um, the business is one part, but most importantly, as I've talked to you multiple times, my most important job for me is I'm the father of, of, of my daughter. I love it. And my oh. dream is just to see growing up and um, and uh, um, that she's becoming even more wonderful and beautiful as she is today and that yeah. she's taking the opportunities life will throw at her and that she just and, and enjoys the life and that she loves what she does and um, that's that's the vision that I, I am most getting most excited about. I love it. So you made me goosebump up today twice. First when well, you were talking about going into West Germany and really understanding how so many people take that freedom for granted. I got all yeah. goosebumpy. I didn't, I didn't want to interrupt. And now with your daughter, because we've had that conversation, I know that she is your heart and soul and, and your greatest love. And, and just seeing them become who they are destined to be is just a really, really, so you're at that, at that age, you know, my kids are in their thirties already, but you're at that age where, where you're seeing all of this come together. And I know it's a, it's a very special time. So I love that that you get that you're there and you made the decision and stuck to your priorities to be there. <laughs> it's beautiful. Wonderful. So Michael, how can our audience find you? Well, uh, I'm uh, mostly on LinkedIn, obviously. So Google Michael Kirsten on LinkedIn, uh, not Google, but look at, look at, look me up, uh, right. Michael Kirsten. Um, and um, I'm, I'm happy to connect and have a chat. Um, I have a, I have a website, uh, human slash marketing.org. Um, when you're going to go there and uh, and uh, have a look what what I've done and what I'm doing, very happy to do so. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm, if you want to reach out to me, LinkedIn is always the perfect place. And uh, I, um, as, as you and I, I'm also I'm very grateful for all these wonderful people that I have met over the uh, last couple of months. I mean, Dina is a friend yeah, of both of us. Connected us. Amazing. And yeah. and that's what I would love to do as well. I mean, as I have a, I have a pretty robust network at the mm-hmm. moment i also try like to to connect people with each other right yes, so yes uh if, if i think there's someone I, I met a coach in sweden a couple of weeks ago and i spoke to another coach uh, from this from the same time from stockholm a couple of uh, weeks before and i said you guys should meet each other i you're, love you're that yeah so this, yeah this is the stuff that i'm also passionate about so mm-hmm. Beautiful. who knows you, you never know who someone else knows right? exactly so. and you're connecting the humans uh, michael thank you so much 
for making the time despite your busy schedule. I know we're on one our di way different time zones, but again, so grateful for you. You've been such a blessing to me since we met and now so grateful for you to come and, and bless our audience with, with it your was story. Huge fun. Thank you so awesome. much. Was All right. Fun, Thank you, Michael. Enjoy. Go out there and do good, guys. Be great and go play outside. Have fun.